One of the most important tools of any content marketer is their content calendar. It's a place to record all of their thoughts, ideas, schedules, notes. But where do you begin? That's what we're going to talk about today. Okay, here's the show. And this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And if you guys have been listening to me for any length of time, you know I'm a big fan of content marketing. And that's why I am so excited to have David Perez here to join me today. He is a content expert of his own. He's a podcast producer. He works with health and wellness coaches to build their audience and grow their online presence and to find their voice through podcasts. He's also the host of Audience Coach, which is a show focused on helping those same coaches start and run their own shows. He also helps coaches devise, develop, and execute content strategies for their clients. David, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me, Lorraine. That was a long introduction, (laughs) but I liked it. (laughs) It's a 10-minute show, and I took up nine minutes on the introduction, so we're going to have to talk fast for the rest of it. Yes, I think that's just (laughs) enough. That'll be just enough. We can wrap it up here. It was a great introduction. As good as that introduction was, I know that you've got lots more to say on the topic of content. And I'd love to start with a question on how do you manage content? What what do you do to manage the content you're creating and as you're creating content for your clients? I think documenting processes is the key of it. Usually, Clients come to us and they just start like giving us material to work on without any uh, north or any structure. So we just go tell them, okay, let's stop right here. We need to structure this and we need to create a document around this. So I think the core and the the basis for managing content is going to be having a content calendar that is going to be key. And this is going to serve three purposes. One of them is going to plan for the future, okay? So you can project your content because content is not like isolated pieces of ideas. Everything should be connected and everything should add value or add information to what you have previously covered, okay? So everything should be a path for learning and improvement. So that's one thing. I love that idea that you you start with this content calendar and that you use it to connect all of the information together. So the first part is getting that calendar and identifying what are the pieces that fit together. Then where do you go? Yes, yes, absolutely. You need to go you need to know where to go. You need a roadmap. The other use for the content calendar is to know where you stand, okay? It will help you keep track of how much you have advanced and if on that point you're at, like it will help you identify if you have achieved the goals you wanted to achieve, if you want, to, if you have reached those uh, key performance indicators you had in plan. So that will help you as a way of measuring your 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 achievements, and it will also help you see what you have covered in the past. It will help you keep track of all the content you have covered because, like, maybe you get to repeat content, or maybe you have new approaches on content that you have produced previously. So it will 
help you like see the past, present, and future of your content. And as something I miss in terms of the future of it, it will take a lot of stress off your shoulders. Because if you go on your content calendar and you plan four or five weeks, two months, three months of content ahead, you don't have to be stressing out every single week about, okay, what am I going to talk about next? Absolutely. And I want to go back to something that you said, because that's something I used to talk to my clients about a lot, is measuring the marketing. And you really proposed this idea of using your content calendar also as a way of recording your progress. So setting goals and measuring against your KPI. And I love that idea of putting it all in one document. So the content calendar really takes on a, a whole different purpose that's well beyond just what do I write about tomorrow? Yes, yes, absolutely, Lorraine. And this is key to every entrepreneur out there listening to the show. And it is your content strategy is not something you do on this side of your business. It's an integral part of your business. It's part of the whole business DNA. Okay. You cannot separate content strategy from business. Everything is one thing. It's one thing. It's part of the same system. This is why your content calendar needs to be integrated with your whole business strategy. That's why it makes sense uh, when, when you are talking about KPIs, your business KPIs and your con uh, content KPIs should be very closely linked together. Absolutely. So as you're putting together content calendars, is there a tool that you like to use to help you organize the information and prepare a content calendar? This is a little bit subjective. Uh, we have gone through several tools with different clients. The one we like the most is just a simple spreadsheet. That's the one that is easiest to use. You don't have to pay for it. Everybody knows how to use Excel or Google Spreadsheets. It's easy to share. We, we prefer Google Spreadsheets because it's usually easier to share when you're working with a team. Uh, and it's easy to customize. So no extra expenses included or anything like that. And it's very easy to manage. The other thing you can do is to actually pay for a plan on a constant um, task management system tool, such as Asana or Monday.com. They, they can be a little bit overwhelming at first, but it will all depend on what the workflow is, okay? If your workflow involves a lot of steps and a lot of people, it will be better if you go on Asana or Monday.com or any of these platforms because you will have a sequence of steps that is very complicated and you will need to follow up and to keep track of who is responsible for each step of the content, okay? However, if you're, you have a small team and there aren't so many steps involved, a plain spreadsheet will be just fine. We definitely use both. And I absolutely agree with you that if it's a simple month of social media, here's the social media, here are all the, the status updates. My designer can see you know, what pictures she needs to create. The client can edit right in the Google document. And then you can upload that as a CSV to any of the scheduling tools. But on something like a web design or when you're producing podcast episodes and there are lots of pieces, you have to remember mm -hmm. to edit. You have to remember to create the social share. You have to remember to notify the guest when the episode is done. You have to tag them. And if those things are going to be done by different people, yeah. it really helps to have some of those tools. 
So if you were giving advice to a business owner who was just getting started and was putting together their first content plan, what should they definitely keep in mind as they're getting started? Okay, first of all, get yourself out of the formula. Because sometimes what we see in the content ideas is people talking about me, what I think, my journey, my experience, my advice, my, 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 me. So you should be absolutely out of the formula because the content you're going to create has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with your listeners or with your audience. So that's going to be key. A strategy for you to do that is just to go on your social media channels or if you don't have or, or uh, other channels, content channels you have, or if you don't have an audience yet, go on uh, the channels that other people in your industry have and check the comment sections. For example, on Instagram or YouTube or these platforms, go on the comment sections. You will see all the, li all the list of questions and concerns and struggles people are having right now. So you just go there and take those and make a list. That's a brilliant idea. You stalk your competitors to see what their customers are asking about and what their customers are talking about. I love that you have switched the emphasis from you to your potential customers. That is right. Content marketing or any kind of content you do is not a speaking exercise. It is a listening exercise. You have to be a very good listener. And actually, it makes it a lot easier if you go and find the information directly from the people because you don't need to sit down and try to make up, okay, what, what problems are they having? You don't have to think about that. The information is already there. You just need to collect it and organize it, of course, and filter it because like maybe some of the questions you are not able to cover, you are not expert in every single area, but some of them are going to be spot on for like, they're going to be the perfect combination between their needs and your expertise. Awesome. David, the time has just flown by. We, we covered a lot of ground in a short period of time. Yes, 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 yes. Time flies by, definitely. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. I'm going to encourage my listeners to check out. We're going to have links to your website and podcast and, and some of the tools on your website. And I really hope that they will take time to check out the resources that you have to offer. Sure, yeah. There's going to be a link to a content calendar one of, um, in the resource section as well. So it will be great if you go get a, a copy of that. Absolutely. I think that will be a very handy tool for my listeners. Yes, indeed. Thanks again. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, be sure to check out the resources at digitaltoolbox.club. Then look for other episodes of more than a few